0: Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Andre Gomez, and today I am delighted to have Cynthia Lopez and Melanie Castillo here with me. Welcome to Exploring Art Podcast. We will be covering a case study on stolen Mayan art, but first, we have to go over some of its history that makes this era and its pieces. So important. I will be going first and explaining. What does pre-Columbian mean? What is pre-Columbian art? Pre-Columbian is a term that refers to the periods in the Americas before colonization and being conquered by Europeans, typically taken to be before the voyages of Christopher Columbus in 1492. This term covers a vast timeline beginning over 15,000 years ago, when the first human settlers arrived from Asia until the late 15th century. The indigenous peoples of the New World during the pre-Columbian era spanned a vast geographic area, from the northern trenches of North America, current-day Canada, all the way to the southern tip of the South. America, current-day Argentina, and Chile. These societies were as varied and diverse as the geography itself, ranging from hunter-gatherers to complex civilizations like the Maya, Aztec, and Inca. Estimates were that their population was between 60 and 120 million people. These societies had intricate social, political, and economic structures. They built monumental architectural sculptures, developed advanced agricultural systems, and had rich mythologies and religious beliefs. They also established trading networks, extending over large parts of the continents. Art was an integral part of pre-Columbian societies, and it was expressed through a variety of mediums, including pottery, sculpture, metalwork, weaving, painting, and architecture. Many pre-Columbian cultures such as the Omec, Maya, and Aztec in Mesoamerica or the Moche, Nazca, and Inca in South America are known for their impressive artistic and architectural achievements. For example, the Omec civilization from 1400 to 400 BCE produced colossal head sculptures, while the Maya from 2000 BCE to 900 CE, are known for their elaborate stone carvings and complex astronomical systems represented in their architecture and art. The Nazca people, 100 BCE to 800 CE in Peru, created massive geoglyphs known as the Nazca Lines, large scale designs etched into the ground. Pre-Columbian art was rich with symbolic and spiritual meaning. It often depicted deities, myths, natural elements, everyday life, or significant events. Artifacts such as pottery, textiles, and jewelry were often interred in tombs, revealing beliefs about the afterlife. The arrival of Europeans, however, had a profound impact on these indigenous cultures, including their art. Conquest forced conversion and diseases brought by the Europeans led to the decline and even extinction of many of these societies. Artifacts were often looted or destroyed. Some art forms, especially religious symbols and structures were intentionally destroyed or replaced with Christian imagery in a bid to convert the native population to Christianity. Now, pre-Columbian art is an umbrella term that covers an array of artistic expressions created by these diverse cultures over thousands of years. Each region, each culture, and its distinctive artistic styles, themes, and techniques reflecting their beliefs, traditions, and everyday life. In Mesoamerica, for example, the Omic civilization left behind incredible stone sculptures, including their renowned colossal heads thought to represent their rulers. These were meticulously carved from large basalt boulders and stand as some of the most potent symbols of pre-Columbian art. The Maya, another magnificent civilization, are renowned for their intricate stone carvings and the stunning murals found in places like Bonampak. These often de- depicted their gods, celestial bodies, historic events, and even scenes from everyday life, reflecting the intricate tapestry of their beliefs and customs. In the realm of ceramics, the Moche civilization of Peru is famed for their detailed and vibrant pottery that depicts a range of scenes from their culture, from farming and warfare, to intricate depictions of their deities. The Chavin culture, which existed in Peru from around 1200 BCE to 200 BCE, left behind an array of intricate stone carvings and pottery, often depicting their gods as part human, part animal beings, exemplifying the profound spirituality woven into their art. The Nazca, also from Peru, are renowned for their geoglyphs, The Nazca lines, vast and intricate designs etched into the earth that can only be fully appreciated from the air. These geoglyphs are among the most enigmatic and captivating legacies of pre Columbian art. In North America, Native American tribes created a myriad of art forms, from the detailed pottery and basketry of the Pueblo to the totem poles of the Pacific Northwest tribes, reflecting their beliefs ancestral stories and respect for the natural world. However, with the advent of European colonization, many of these art forms and the cultures that birthed them came under threat. The European colonizers often sought to eradicate local religions and customs, replacing indigenous artwork and religious symbols with those of their own. This cultural disruption led to the loss of many traditional art forms and the near destruction of many pre-Columbian cultures. Yet despite these adversities, the legacy of pre-Columbian art endures. Today, these pieces are considered invaluable cultural treasures. Museums, institutions, and collectors worldwide strive to preserve and protect these relics of a time gone by, offering us a window into the vibrant and diverse societies of the pre-Columbian era. Further, these pieces are not just of historic and artistic value. They also carry deep cultural and spiritual significance. For many indigenous communities today, these pieces are tangible connections to their ancestors and their heritage. Thus, efforts are also underway to repatriate many of these artifacts, to be preserved and honored within the communities from which they originated. Studying pre-Columbian art offers us a unique glimpse into the rich tapestry of indigenous cultures, reminding us of the sheer diversity and depth of human creative expression. Even as we marvel at these works, we must remember the importance of preserving these cultural treasures and respecting the heritage and rights of the indigenous communities to whom they belong. Today, pre-Columbian art is recognized for its historical and cultural value many pieces are preserved in museums and collections around the world. Archaeological work continues to unearth new artifacts, shedding more light on these cultures. The preservation of these artifacts is guided by principles of conservation, which emphasize the importance of maintaining the original material as much as possible and using non-invasive methods for restoration. Some countries have also passed laws to protect these artifacts and prevent their illicit trade. The appreciation and study of pre-Columbian art also contributes to the recognition of the rich cultural heritage of indigenous societies in the Americas. Next up, what is Mayan culture, art and sculpture? We're gonna have Melanie uh, describe all of this for you.
1: Hello, everyone. I am Melanie. Thank you, Andre, for explaining about pre-Columbian art. Um, I will be answering the question of what is Mayan culture and um, art and sculpture. Um, So I'll be beginning, starting off, saying that Mayans were a civilization with a a profound legacy in art, sculpture, and architecture. The Mayans were an indigenous Mesoamerican civilization known for their fully developed, written, language, art, architecture, mathematical, and astronomical systems. The civilization flourished in the regions of present-day southern Mexico, Guatemala, Belize, and Honduras between 2000 before Christ and 250 after Christ, a period also also known as the pre-classic or formative period. The classic period followed this spanning from about 250 AD to 900 AD, during which the Maya civilization reached its peak. To continue more, Mayans' cultures, art, and sculpture, like many ancient civilizations, was an integral part of their social and religious lives. It wasn't just for aesthetics, right? It was a means to communicate, record history, and express the divine. There are varied widely, um, compromising paintings, ceramics, wood carvings, jade work, wall murals, and often marked by vivid colors and complex detailed designs. Um, more so, the importance of art to the Mayans was very big it served as a tool for storytelling a vehicle for documenting their history and as a medium to honor gods and leaders from their intricate carvings on temple walls to the expressive murals found in, in burial tombs each piece carried a profound symbolic meaning and things often depicted were mythology the cosmos agricultural cycles and political hierarchies um main sculptures which are considered part of their art were often monumental and intricately decorated. They represented gods, mythical creatures, and rulers. Stone stele, tall upright stones, often carved with porches and glyphs, served as milestones recording important events or um some of these accomplishments of these rulers. And talking more about Mayan architecture, the Mayans were basically master builders. These Mayans um, and their cities featured grand plazas, Pyramids, palaces, and temples constructed with a deep understanding of mathematics and, and astronomy. And one prime example of this is El Castillo Pyramid from Chichen Itza, designed so that during the equinoxes, the setting sun casts a shadow of a serpent descending the steps. Um, this shows and exemplifies the importance that they place on the alignment of their structures, of their structures with celestial bodies and events. Um, this architecture was not only a testament to the Mayan scientific and artistic um, prowess, but also their socio-political organization. The grandeur of these buildings symbolized the power, really, and influence of the ruling elite, with the architecture serving as a physical embodiment of their societal hierarchy. And now, having introduced the grand world of the Mayans, um, let's talk more about you know, their artistic practices. So the Mayans held an extensive and profound belief system often depicted through their art. And this art rather than just being a form of creative expression, they also acted as a bridge between the tangible world and the divine realm. And in their art, we can find a vast range of depictions from their complex pathion of gods to the everyday life of the common folk. And each art piece was unique, often marked by the artist's interpretation of Mayan mythology and cosmology. And for instance, the Popo view... The Sacred Book of the Mayans had numerous episodes depicted in their artworks, such as the adventures of the hero twins, mythical beings who overcame death, and became the sun and the moon. Now, in Mayan art, the medium was not restricted to murals or paintings alone. The Mayans were expert craftspeople and made use of materials available in their environment. Ceramics and pottery were highly developed in Mayan culture, and these pieces weren't just everyday items, but also served as vehicles of expression. They painted detailed scenes on bases and pots, portraying a vivid picture of Mayan life. And talking more about jade, one of the most revered uh, materials in Mayan culture, it symbolized life, fertility, and power. These skilled artisans intricately carved this precious stone to create a variety of objects, from jewelry to masks, each carrying a symbolic meaning for each one. Now, talking a little bit more about Mayan sculptures, these weren't just decorative but also served a specific societal purpose, right? Stone style and statues, for instance, were raised to commemorate rulers and deities, celebrate victories, and, and also mark significant events of their Mayan calendar. And talking about this calendar, um, we can talk about that the Mayans were incredibly, incredibly skilled in astronomy. Their understanding of celestial bodies was very, very deeply rooted in their religious beliefs and was also reflected in their art and architecture. And one of the most prominent examples of this integration is the El Castillo Pyramid, right, of Chichen Itza, where the movement of the sun casts a shadow in the shape of a a serpent, of a snake, representing the god Kukulkan during the equinoxes. Oh, Kukulkan, there you go. Um, The Mayan architectural prowess didn't stop at pyramids. Their cities were also very planned, uh, with grand plazas, majestic palaces, intricate temples, and each city was a testament to the Mayans' organizational skills, understanding of geometry, and aesthetic sensibilities. And, you know, one should note that this architectural grandeur had a clear political purpose. The magnificence of these structures served to symbolize the power and prestige of the ruling class, showcasing their connection, you know, to the divine. And fast-forwarding now from... Back then to the present day, you might wonder are there any remnants of this magnificent culture? Well, yeah, there are. The Mayan civilization may not be as it was in its heyday, but it is far, far from being extinct. In fact, millions of Mayan descendants still inhabit regions of Mexico, Guatemala, Belize, Honduras, carrying forward to their ancestors cultural practices, transi- um, traditions, and languages. And these contemporary Mayans continue to, you know, Weave their history until into their daily lives, keeping their cultural heritage alive until today's era. And many traditional practices, including weaving intricate textiles, farming techniques, and various religious rituals, still stand today, underscoring the vibrant and enduring legacy of these Mayans. And when we talk about the Mayans, we're not just discussing, and you know, an ancient civilization frozen in the past. Instead, we're you know exploring. A living, breathing culture that continues to evolve while remaining firmly rooted in its, in its rich and vibrant history. But what is Mayan culture known for? So Mayan culture Mayan cultures is one of the most studied civilizations in Mesoamerica. Their advances in architecture, astronomy, medicine, and math are still well um, reowned. Um, and speaking more about Mayan culture, this is the most studied civilization, you know, as I mentioned, in Mesoamerica. And talking a little bit more about Mayan art and sculpture, um, why, what did Mayans use for sculptures? Well, in the first millennium BC, Maya artists began to sculpt in stone, stucco, wood, bone, shell, and fire clay. But what was so special about the Mayans art? Well, most people associate Mayan art with, you know, being brightly painted in murals or monumental scu- um, architecture. However, Mayan artists were also talented carvers who created outstanding, outstanding wooden carvings, and they also sculpt, uh, sculpture statues out of several materials such as stone, ceramic, and even precious stone, as I mentioned, which is jade. Um, and this is all according to art context, which they basically explained very well about Mayan culture and the art, which is still seen in today's society. So, also talking about Mayan cultures, what do they exactly represent? Well, they represent stone sculptures, which were often commissioned by the nobility to decorate their palaces, temples, and city centers. And stone sculptures frequently depicted either kings of the past and present or important deities. So, thank you guys for listening on to What is Mayan Culture and Mayan Art Sculptures. Now we have Cynthia, which will be explaining to us more about stolen art, and art smuggling. Thank you, Cynthia, if you can please.
2: (laughs) Thank you, Melanie. That was great information about I Am Mark. Now the word art. When I think about art, I think about the several ways creativity can be expressed. Paintings, sculptures, drawings, colors, whatever it is, I see it as a positive source, even therapeutic. Now stolen art and art smuggling are a whole different world. What I find ironic is that you have to be creative to steal the pieces and truly artistic to be able to sell. Think of it like this. If you steal money, you spend it. But if you steal a well-known piece of art and the police, FBI, and Interpol are involved, how are you going to sell it? What ends up happening is that the piece is lost forever, locked in a Swiss bank, or even destroyed. The ones who get to sell stolen art are big organizations who already have an established network of buyers. The worst part is that the value is significantly reduced. Doing this research, I found that there is actually a recording of all the stolen pieces that are organizations who register, research, investigate, and alert people about it. There is the ALR, which stands for Art Loss Register established in London in 1990, and now has satellite offices in New York, Cologne, Amsterdam, and Paris. And as of today, there is a registry with more than 700,000 items lost. James Radcliffe, director of the as Loss, Art Laws Register, said our thieves are, and a quote, mostly motivated by the, by, the, by the perceived opportunity to take something significant value. So basically, this is a sport for them. There's another agency where ALRs originated from, and that is the IFAR, which letters stand for the International Foundation for Art Research, which is based in New York in an attempt to prevent international art alert tests We also have the art newspapers and online and print publications that cover the international art world with offices in London and New York. And thanks to technology, we have two apps, one from the FBI and the other from the Interpol. The one from the FBI was launched recently on April 23rd of this year, and it helps identify the stolen art. Thanks to these private citizens, and our institutions can now drag down a stolen art from their phone. We also have the Interpol launch IDR app that gives, that gives us access to the organization's database of stolen art. So the bottom line is most of these guys don't know what to do with the stolen pieces, and they can't even sell it for full price. None especially thieves sometimes don't even have a clue how to get a, how to get the artwork in the black market. The more famous the pieces, the more difficult it is to sell. And at the same time, this makes the cases very hard to solve. So now here's the case study. As the director of a large museum, you are offered the opportunity to purchase an important Mayan sculpture for your museum's pre-Columbian collection. However, you realize that the sculpture has been stolen and smuggled into this country. If you, another museum director, do not purchase such pieces and preserve them in your museums, this sculpture and others like this will be destroyed. What should you do? Break the law and thereby encourage pillar of artwork or let the work be lost forever to the world? This is a note here that this practice goes all the time and does that make a difference? Now as per my research when a piece has been stolen some of the museums don't even like to make it to like to make the news public or have the police involved they try to handle it on their own so there's no choice As I was telling you before most of the work gets stored in a warehouse or a Swiss bank so it is so if it makes it to the black market I think it's imperative to get it back if museums won't let anybody know that they are they were robbed then they will substitute the masterpiece with a fake. I think they would do whatever it takes to retrieve the artwork, then admitting the current piece being exhibited is inauthentic. Wouldn't you guys agree?
0: Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I mean, this is a ethical dilemma and it involves several key considerations, such as legal obligations, cultural preservation, supporting illegal activities, and the museum's role and mission. While it's true that preserving artifacts of historical and cultural significance is crucial, it's also important to discourage and combat illegal and unethical practices like looting, smuggling, and the illicit art trade. Now, I personally am not okay with the idea of art being stolen, smuggled, or pillaged, but these pieces created by pre-Columbian indigenous societies are way too much historical significance to allow them to get destroyed. I would definitely pay whatever cost to protect the art pieces. And once they were in my possession, I would make sure that they were displayed in a museum that will preserve the art and treasure to its history and its home country and people. Yeah. What do you think, Anthony?
1: I would definitely agree with Andre in that one. You know, if I was a director, you know, of this large museum and I was offered this this opportunity, I would take it and purchase these pieces, even though... They have been stolen and smuggled just because this is a great opportunity to learn more about the Mayan culture and, you know, to take it as as a learning experience, honestly, as well as as to learn about pre-Columbian history. Um, More to this, you know, the art being smuggled is beyond and really besides the point. It happens so often that, you know, no one even knows nor takes this into consideration as this practice goes on all the time so as you know the director of this large museum I would take this opportunity in buying it, no matter the price I just would not want this artwork to go to waste because at the end they're gonna they're going to be destroyed and you know things happen around this world so often that no one even knows if it's illegal if it goes by the law or not that you know I would I would take this more as you know something good and you know rather than this art you know be just just lost completely, and it's great for you know for learning and education purposes and amazing artwork as we were discussing today. You know during this podcast, you know researching about the Mayan, mine um, art and sculptures as well as you know pre-Columbian art. I don't know if you guys would agree on me on that one, but I would definitely say it as take you know I would definitely yes. take this yes. as a great opportunity, but definitely that also it.
2: also really does you know make sense as well. Exactly. I think if it's in our power to retrieve something that's important for us, but also for our future generations, they need to learn. You know, I heard that to know yourself, you need to know your past. Yeah, definitely. To do it, then you will do it no matter what. Exactly. I mean, it happens, you know, through
1: other if we if we. Talk about other things that go on. It doesn't necessarily have to be about you know mine or pre-Columbian art. it could be about anything that can help you know the future generation. Um, you know if if anything is used for for education purposes that can help you know the next generations to come. You know why not do it? So I would definitely you know say that this is this is more of of something good rather than bad because when you look at if you enter a museum the first thing that you think of is wow right like you go into a museum you're like oh my god like this you know the creative artwork you look at the detailing of the artwork you look at you know specific you know details of the art that you're just amazed by it and you're so so in all that you don't even ask yourself oh like where did this art come from like was this smuggled was it stolen right that's not what goes into your head the first time you see something or you're walking to a museum no, if you're walking into a museum with a group of people, with kids, with students, you know, the professors, the the people at the at the museum are explaining the history and culture of this art to begin with. So um I would definitely, you know, take if if I was this director of this museum, I would take the opportunity and purchase this artwork.
0: Yeah. Think- um, it's nice to see that all of us uh agree on this and that is definitely right for someone to take care and preserve all this art, and uh, it's been a it's been a great time having this podcast with you guys and allowing us to teach people about it. So thank you so much for joining us today, Cynthia Lopez and Melanie Castillo. I really appreciate it. This concludes Exploring Art Podcast. Subscribe to Exploring Art Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everywhere
1: on there, download it.
0: Yeah, thank you for listening. <laughs> Please join us soon and remember to stay well, curious.
1: On 97.3, we will yeah. be there. <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely tune in every Tuesday at 3 p.m. sharp. We will be there expecting <laughs> about Mayan art, culture, and um pre Columbian art. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank right,
2: you guys. Thanks so much, everybody. <laughs>